Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are, wherever you are listening, that you are having a great start to your Friday. It finally is Friday, and if you're an NFL fan, it's finally exciting that the first round of the NFL draft is in the books. Hopefully, you were able to enjoy it through the collaborative effort of the Locked On Podcast Network plus the Draft Network and the Ultimate Mock Draft um, 2021 that the Locked On Podcast Network did through the Odyssey app. Hope with whatever team you cheered for, you had a great start to the evening. I'm warming up to the Titans pick and looking forward to, obviously, a, a fun second day of the NFL draft. But the other thing that makes today exciting is that the Grizzlies are back in action in back-to-back games with the Orlando Magic here tonight in the FedEx Forum and then tomorrow night in Orlando. We'll have plenty of analysis of that game in the third segment of today's show. In the first segment, we're going to talk about some opportunity that is available with the revelation that um, Grayson Allen is likely out due to a hand injury, and we do know that Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be unavailable for tonight's game. Yes, in general, that's not necessarily that ideal, but it does open up an opportunity to really look at some different scenarios at the two-guard position, I think, that really could give the Grizzlies the glimpse and fans the glimpse that they need to be able to see what the Grizzlies can do without Grayson Allen. Nothing against Allen. It's just the opportunity for Desmond Bain and Melton to continue to step up into bigger roles. In the second segment, we're going to set the stage for May. We're not resetting the scene for the Western Conference, but in the second segment, we're going to talk about the Grizzlies' May schedule. Of course, you can follow the show at Locked On Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. You can follow the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen, that's where we will be. My name is Sean Coleman. I've been doing this show now for a year. Been doing... Uh, been doing podcasts for, in regards to the Grizzlies now for two years and writing over at Grizzly Bear Blues, um, you know, now for three years. Got a, a really, really fun piece out over at Grizzly Bear Blues right now talking about an idea of what a sustainable offensive, uh, a sustainable offense might look like for the Grizzlies now that they've had this great stretch of offensive play in April. Check that out. Obviously, make sure that when you listen to the show, listen, subscribe to you, let us know what you think of the show. Earlier this week, I went into detail about, before we get continue, I want to remind you of our title sponsor for this show, that is Built Bar. Built Bar, if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, put in the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 50% off your next door of Built Bar. But earlier this week, I went into detail talking about how the Grizzlies lineups, you know, different lineups that the Grizzlies have used each quarter since the start of March, and what specific lineups have, have really stood out. And if you remember, you know, earlier in the year, I had talked about the one thing that stood out when it came to the Grizzlies lineup, was that the lineup of John Morant, Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and Jonas Valanciunas, that lineup actually was very, very advantageous in the first half of the season in the first quarter. The reason why is because Grayson Allen was so good at hitting threes in the first quarter, but throughout the rest of the game, it was not that great of an asset. Well, since the start of the second half, it's actually switched. You know, that lineup of itself, that's not as advantageous. In the second half of this season, in the first quarter of games, the lineup of Jaw, Grayson, Dylan, Kyle, and Jonas is actually a negative 7.1 net rating and 122 total minutes. That's, that's not good. It's, it's certainly taken a step back. One thing, though, that does stand out, though it's in a short sample size, is that the lineup of Jaw Morant, Desmond Bain, D- Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Jonas Valanciunas. Basically, when Desmond Bain has substituted in for 
Grayson Allen, that unit has a net rating of 13.4. And again, it goes back to one of the reasons why is because how automatic at times Desmond Bain has been when it comes to shooting the three ball in the first quarter. The reason I bring this up is this. Grayson Allen obviously is out tonight. He may be out for the next two games. And while that's unfortunate, because you really want the Grizzlies to get back to shooting the three and, and having Grayson Allen available as a way to do that, it opens the door to get different types of looks, different types of lineup combinations with both Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton at the two-guard position. But what should that look like? Well, I think that one thing that should definitely come into play, because I don't think it's that crucial, is go ahead and start Desmond Bain. That's what you've done all year. You've continued to see improvement as the, the other four players in the starting lineup are getting used to what Desmond Bain does. And it's continued to show effectiveness in the first quarter of games. So start Desmond Bain with Jaw, Dylan, Kyle, and Jonas Valanciunas. And as a matter of fact, overall, that lineup is quite effective. When Desmond Bain has been on the court with Dylan Brooks and with Jaw at the point guard and Jonas Valanciunas at the center position this year, in 458 possessions... This Grizzlies team, that lineup, is a positive 8.5 points per position over its opponents. That's in the 91st percentile. With Desmond Bain in the lineup with Jaw, Dylan, and Jonas Valanciunas. They're in the 87th percentile when it comes to effective field goal percentage at 56.8%. So this lineup is very, very good. They're also in the 92nd percentile when it comes to points in, points per 100 possession that they allow to opponents. There are very, that lineup has been very advantageous in the first quarter of games, but overall as well, it's been a very good lineup this year. But the thing about it is this, is that as good as that lineup has been starting games and overall throughout all 48 minutes of the game, the lineup of switching Desmond Bain with the Anthony Melton actually is a bit better. And so I don't really care about who starts. If, if, if the comfort level is there with Desmond Bain starting, the numbers suggest it's not a negative thing. Go ahead and do it because it's worked. You know that it's worked throughout the season, so go ahead and continue that by starting Desmond Bain. But we were talking about the fact that in 458 possessions, Desmond Bain is a positive 8.3. The Grizzlies are a positive 8.3 points per 100 possessions better than their opponents when Desmond Bain plays with John Morant, Dylan Brooks, and Jonas Valanciunas. And the reason why those three are important is because, again, if you remember our conversations from earlier this week, we talked about how those three, from what lineup data shows, those three should be on the court in the fourth quarter more often than not. So you know that you have an advantage with Desmond Bain at the start of games and perhaps if you were to play him in the fourth quarter. But with the Anthony Melton, you go from 8.3 points better than the Grizzlies' opponents when Desmond Bain is on the court to 12.3 points better per 100 possessions when DeAnthony Melton is on the court. The Grizzlies score 135 points per 100 possessions when DeAnthony Melton is on the court with John Morant, Dylan Brooks, and Jonas Valanciunas. That's how impressive they are. Now, the defense is lacking a bit as well because there's been a short sample size. But overall, when DeAnthony Melton has played with Jaw, Dylan, and Jonas, the offense has clearly been better, and the overall impact of the lineup has clearly been better than when Desmond Bain has been playing with Jaw, Dylan, and Jonas. And the key about it is this, is so if you start the game with Bain at the two-guard position, 
and you know that that works, why not take the opportunity to take the better lineup, according to data, take the better lineup of Melton, Jod, Dylan, whoever you want to throw at the four, and Jonas, and play that in the fourth quarter. See how it works out. Because at the end of the day, numbers are suggesting, and we've all talked about it, that when DeAnthony Melton is on the court, with our three most impactful players, arguably, this season, and Ja, Dylan, and Jonas, that's the best combination. That's the best combination of four players we can put out there in the fourth quarter in crunch time. And you have every reason to explore it and see how it'll work. Maybe it doesn't work, but there's a good chance that it will. And in the year of accumulating data, why not take advantage of the player who probably has improved on the level, or if not more than anyone in DeAnthony Melton, and that you know is highly impactful, why not put him with your three most influential players when you get the chance late in the game against the Magic, in a game that you're probably going to win anyway, take advantage of it and see what you've got. So overall, Grayson Allen being out tomorrow is less than ideal. You would like for him to be in the lineup so that you can worry, so you can get the Grizzlies back to their success shooting threes. But take advantage of the opportunity that's there with his minutes. Start Bain. Let him and the, and, the, and the starting lineup get back on track, get back to being successful, scoring in the 30s in the fourth quarter, getting some threes under their belt. But the Grizzlies really, really need to find the opportunity to play extensive minutes with DeAnthony Melton at least playing next to Jaw. Ideally, you would like for him, especially in the second half of games, to play next to Jaw, Dylan, and Jonas. But at the very least, let Jaw and DeAnthony Melton play next to each other. And I would believe that the numbers will certainly show that that combination could be very advantageous, and that would allow for the Grizzlies to have further validation that that could be a go-to combination that, that you could rely on as you expand the lineup. If the backcourt combination of John DeAnthony Melton can get some minutes under their belt, with Grayson being out, that could lead to them being featured more. And regardless of what front court options you put out there, as long as Jonas is at the center position, I would imagine the Grizzlies are going to be very competitive with Jaw at the one, DeAnthony Melton at the two, Jonas at the three, and then you mix and match whatever threes and fours you want to put out there. It's the perfect opportunity to see what you've got with that over the next few games starting tonight against Orlando. I hope the Grizzlies take full advantage of it. Regardless of who they start, at the end of the day, I would certainly love to see John DeAnthony Melton playing more together to see what that combination can do. But the thing about it is this, the reason why I think it's important to go ahead and get that an idea of what that looks like tonight is because each game becomes so much more important for the Grizzlies, though their overall schedule is going to be a bit easier to manage in May than it was in April. However, that does not mean that just by the Grizzlies showing up, they're going to win these games. They've got to get back on the right track when it comes to their offense. Coming up, we're going to discuss the Grizzlies' May schedule. Look at what games may be a bit more difficult than we anticipate and looking at why it's important for the Grizzlies to gain an understanding of different rotations and different combinations, starting with tonight in Orlando, so that they can be more comfortable with them as they get closer to the end of the season where they've got some significantly you know, impactful games against both Dallas and Golden State. If part of your fandom is betting and wagering on sports, I've got the one place that has you covered, and that's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action whenever you would like to wager and bet on sports. Baseball season is in full swing, and with all the you can have all the action covered 
to wagering betting at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action to get on the go. As the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back at the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MOB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams preps for their runs for the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Visit BetOnline.ag today. We are finally past the Grizzlies, you know, exhausting road trip that we, you know, had talked about would be so influential to their season in which they went four and three on. Obviously, they ended the road trip, you know, with, with getting a, a pretty solid ass kicking against the uh, Denver Nuggets and also wound up getting blown out by the Portland Trailblazers. That's fine. It, there were understandable reasons why that occurred. But the big thing from those games is that the Grizzlies cannot let the ineffectiveness that you know showed up in those games linger. They've got to take advantage of opportunities there that are in front of them against opponents that the Grizzlies should be favored against You know, over the next few weeks. Well, that starts tonight, obviously, against the Magic. The Grizzlies will be facing the Magic tonight and tomorrow night. Tonight it will be in the FedEx form, and then tomorrow night the Grizzlies will be traveling to um, um, Orlando to face the Magic on Saturday night. The Grizzlies get Sunday off, and then on Monday, they have a game against the um, New York Knicks in Memphis. Now, obviously, we remember the Grizzlies looked like they were going to get a convincing win over the Knicks for the first 40 to 42 minutes of the game that they played in early April. Unfortunately, the Grizzlies could not hit free throws, and the Knicks were able to come back. I think the Grizzlies are going to have a bit of a revenge on their mind. But they have back-to-back games against the Magic, get a rest day, and then they welcome the Knicks at home. The Grizzlies then go on the road to face the Timberwolves in Minnesota on Wednesday, May the 5th. That game is not what it seems. I know that Minnesota's record may seem to think that the Grizzlies are going to, you know, be able to kind of walk in there as the favorites and have a pretty easy time of it, especially, you know, with the, you know, first game of this past month, how the Grizzlies were able to pull away late. But ever since that game against Minnesota, Minnesota has actually been playing like one of the better teams in the NBA as of late. That's not a guaranteed cakewalk, you know, like you may think you may have against Orlando. That's going to be a tougher game than many may anticipate. So the Grizzlies are really going to have to be on their best, you know, execution because this season, despite how much, you know, how much Memphis dominated Minnesota when they played each other in the preseason, the Grizzlies have had struggled against Minnesota in Minnesota back in January, and then also Minnesota played them pretty tough early in April as well. So that Minnesota game is not going to be as easy as it might look on paper. The Grizzlies are going to have to be at their best to win that game. After Minnesota, the Grizzlies are on the road at the Pistons the next night, which is Thursday. They get a rest night, and then they're in Toronto. So that stretch of games, the Grizzlies are going to have another interesting road trip in which they go to Minnesota, to Detroit, and to Toronto. Thankfully, they got a rest day in there. But then once they're done with that, the Grizzlies actually have four straight home games starting Monday, May the 10th. That night, they'll welcome the New Orleans Pelicans to the FedEx format. By that time, we should have an idea. I, by, by that time, we should have a very good idea of whether or not the Pelicans actually have a shot 
at making noise to get into the playing game. It's going to have to take a complete collapse from either San Antonio or Portland, more than likely, for that to happen. I don't anticipate it happening. But by, but by that time, by that game on Monday, May the 10th, we may know the fate of the New Orleans Pelicans, and that could impact who they play and who they don't play. Because, you know, whether or not you want to sit here and call it a rivalry, it's easy to say the Grizzlies are the better team than, you know, New Orleans, and that's fair to say. But it's also fair to say that Portland, I mean, uh, New Orleans does have our number. And so if they were to be at less than full strength through the sitting people, that certainly would be a good thing. Though obviously, we want to pay, pay them at full strength and in a playoff run, get a needed victory. So the Grizzlies, you know, welcome the Pelicans on May the 10th. And then we play the Mavericks, which is the second biggest game, I think, on the remaining on the Grizzlies schedule, on May the 11th. Two games against the Kings, who may or may not have De'Aaron Fox. And then, obviously, we wind up playing the, the uh, Golden State Warriors on May 16th in the season in what honestly could be a positioning game. The, the eighth and ninth spot in the play-in tournament. The ability to either have to have to either to only win one game or have to win two games to get in the playoffs that could fully be on the line when it comes to the Grizzlies playing the Warriors because both have easy schedules to end the year. So the thing that stands out about this is that yes, the Grizzlies should be favored in my opinion in one two. I'll say, I'll say three. We'll go three, four, five. Six, seven games. The games that I... I think that they should be favored in seven of their last 11 games. The games that I did not put them as being the favorite in are the Knicks, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, and the Grizzlies. And I think in at least half of those, they'll probably be the favorite. So at the end of the day, it's comfortable to say that the Grizzlies are probably going to be favored in at least eight of the remaining 11 games. It is essential that the Grizzlies get back on the right track, especially against one of the weaker opponents they're going to face in Orlando so that they can have a winning record over this stretch. If the Grizzlies can go 6-5 and five or better over the stretch, I would say they're in a pretty good position to have the opportunity to get that 8th seed. You ideally would like for them to maybe go 7-5, and, and five, or excuse me, 7-4 and four or 8-3 and three or better. But I do think this Grizzlies team probably has the capability to get those 7 or 8 wins at least that it needs to really be able to secure the 8th spot in the, play, in the Western Conference playoff picture with also potentially having the opportunity to move up to that seventh spot, which means that any playing games that they play, they'll host at home. So that's the key to getting those seven or eight wins. And I think they're fully capable of doing it, but they've got to make sure that they're on the right track and they're playing, that they're executing and playing good basketball. The Grizzlies cannot afford many times in which they play down to their competition. They've got to be willing to be able to have the offensive flow going as well as the defensive energy to get the stops that they need. That's what it comes down to in this schedule when it comes to the Grizzlies. If they simply played to their potential, they saw what they could do in April. Despite them being 9 and 7 in April, there is still the Grizzlies could easily be 12 and 5 or 13 and 4 because they were they they were there were so many games in April that they lost that they should have won. But they missed free throws or a lucky shot by Luka Doncic or you know, not being able to stop Nikola Jokic in the end. So many of those games that they lost could have been won. The Grizzlies simply find some type of semblance to what they were doing in April. They should have an easier time to go about doing things against a bit easier stretch of the schedule to really get the amount of needed wins that they need to to be in a favorable position when it comes to the playoffs. But before we worry about the 10 other games, 
after tonight, we've got to take care of tonight's game. And that starts with the ability to focus on an opponent like Orlando and not let unexpected success come from an unexpected source. That's going to be the big focus tonight against Orlando. But we'll talk about a few other ways in which the Grizzlies can really find success against the Magic coming up on the third segment of this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Weather outside is finally nice and enjoyable to get out and enjoy with the spring here and summer right around the corner. And, you know, the possibility is there to where you want to be outside more, but you want to do so in a healthier fashion. I've got a small yet significant step you can take to allow for your health to be better, and that's adding Built Bar to your day. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, the best tasting protein bar out there on the market. Have it in the morning as a snack. Have it in the afternoon, in the morning as breakfast, in the afternoon as a snack, before or after a workout. Whenever you choose to have it, it's going to be a make your day better because there's over 18 different flavors you could choose from at BuiltBar.com. Plus, we have the ability to tell you right now that if you go to, go to the BuiltBar.com website, put in the promo code LOCK15, that's LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order from BuiltBar. You can go to the BuiltBar.com website, put in the promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your next order from BuiltBar. So tonight, the Grizzlies get started on a back-to-back series with the Orlando Magic. A game tonight in the FedEx Forum against the Magic um, at 7 o'clock. And then tomorrow night, they go that basically both teams head to Orlando. If it seems like this doesn't happen often, it has happened before. This isn't the first time the Grizzlies have had a back-to-back where they played one at home, played one away. So it really works out for the Grizzlies, though, is that after, you know, a very tough April, after, you know, a tough start to the week, you know, the Grizzlies have a winnable game, or a couple winnable games in a row. But the thing about it is this, is that there has been times this year where this Grizzlies team has had, you know, pretty clear opportunities to get a couple wins in a row on back-to-back series or get to get or to get a needed win where you know they they basically have have not been able to follow through with it you know earlier this year against Cleveland you know when, when the Warriors came to town without Steph Curry and the Grizzlies you know or Andrew Wiggins was able to drop 40 points on the Grizzlies uh back I, I believe it was in either late February or early March I can't remember uh the the exact date uh but there was the game you know in March against the Oklahoma City Thunder the Grizzlies have had you know, every now and then, where they've had an inexplicable loss, you know, to a team that they clearly should have beaten. It's been late surges by the team, or whatever it may have been, just something, you know, just completely unexpected that, you know, was basically from, you know, just a lack of, of taking advantage of the opportunity that led to the Grizzlies, you know, experiencing a loss that they should not have. Think about it is this, is that when that happens in January, or when that happens in the first half of the season, or even, you know, a month ago, that's fine. You still have opportunities to make that up with an upset here or there, which the Grizzlies have done along the way. But with 11 games left and with it being as tightly contested as it is in the Western Conference playoff run, the Grizzlies don't really have that luxury anymore. And and with the fact that they have had the two losses that they've had this week, this is a great opportunity for the Grizzlies to be able to get back on track, doing some of the things that led to them, you know, having some good success in April, they have a great opportunity to do that tonight against Orlando, but they have to actually do it. And I'm not doubting that they will. I'm just stating that this seems like a setup for one of those inexplicable losses that it ha- that has happened, you know, a few times this year. It would really be, you know, it, it would be pretty bad if one of those inexplicable losses happened when the Grizzlies really could use a couple of wins in a row just like they did last weekend. And that's the point that I wanted to make. The Grizzlies need to get back to the way that they were playing this past weekend against Portland. If they play like that, good team basketball, 
hard defense, effective offense, that's what's going to allow for them to lead to victory. I know that's very simple and cliche to say, but this Grizzlies team just simply needs to play their game, and they're going to be able to have success against the Orlando Magic. One thing about this Magic team, they're a very disciplined team. They don't they, they, they are um, uh, first in the league when it comes to fewest fouls committed per game, and they commit the fourth fewest turnovers per game. This is a very disciplined team when it comes to what they do on offense. But the thing about it is this, is that they don't do much else. They're not a big scoring threat. When it comes to offense, since they traded Nikola Vucevic and they basically had, you know, their teardown, their rebuild, their fire sale, um, you know, back at the trade deadline this year, this Magic team is 29th in offensive rating since March 25th and 28th in defensive rating since March 25th. This legitimately is a bottom five team in both offense and defense, and they have several people out as well. Terrence Ross will not be playing tonight. Uh, um, Chuma Okeke will not be playing tonight. Arnold Porter Jr., Michael Carter-Williams. I know none of those guys, you know, within themselves are just absolute guys that, you know, scare you to death if you're a Grizzlies fan, but they're going to be playing with the limited roster. They're going to be playing with the roster that's not that talented, and they're going to be playing with the roster that has been bottom five in both offense and defense since, you know, they made the trades that they did. Now, this is working out perfectly for the Magic. They wanted to tank, basically, to be able to get the highest pick possible. But this is needs to be treated as an opportunity for the Grizzlies to not only get two needed wins, but to get the ship righted. Get some rotations figured out. You know, you know, if you want to keep trying the Justice Winslow experience, do it. And if it's not working against Orlando, well, that's about as clear of a sign as you need that it's just not working out. So adjust back to where maybe you make, you know, Tyus and Justice part of the rotation going forward. Get some minutes with Jaw and Melton playing together to be able to get their experience up and to, and to uh, once again test out some theories as to who they can play with to see how advantageous that lineup can be when you face against better competition. This is an opportunity where first you need to take care of business by playing to your strengths, playing to your abilities, and being able to win games that you should be able to win because you're the more talented team. But when you do that, it's also opportunities for you to try some new things, not to the point to where you take away to where it makes you vulnerable for an upset from ma the Magic, but you can try new things to really be able to see if some different combinations can be successful moving forward. So when it comes to tonight and tomorrow night's game against the Orlando Magic, this is one of those opportunities, you know, it could not have come at a better time. The Grizzlies, after their two losses earlier this year, they need an opportunity to get back into a groove when it comes to utilizing their strength, scoring in the paint and passing. Off of that, setting up high percentage opportunities from three, and then getting the defense back in place to where they're getting those long stretches of making life tough for the opponents. If the Grizzlies can have a few games against the Magic like they did against Portland, that's exactly what they'll need to go into the May schedule that we talked about in the second segment and take advantage of it. So not a lot to go into when it comes to the Grizzlies matchup versus the Orlando Magic. The Magic are not going to turn the ball over. They're not going to foul. They they are a very disciplined team. The thing about it is, though, is that's probably their best asset because there's not a lot of talent elsewhere. If the Grizzlies simply play to their potential, they should easily win both games this weekend. And in the process... If they could take advantage of perhaps having comfortable leads and wanting to try new things, now's the time to do it to allow for you to get a further understanding of some things that you may have been discussing. Or, you know, as Coach Jenkins says, there's always dialogue going on between him and his coaching staff. With the Grizzlies can play their game, get some comfortable leads, perhaps the dialogue that they've had over the past few weeks 
about trying folks in new roles or continuing to see what data is there with the current roles folks are in. Now's the time to get further you know, validation as to whether it's working or not so that when the competition becomes harder going into May, you can then make quick decisions on whether to get things back to where they once were or you can continue with something that's certainly working. So I'm not going to sit here and call this a trap game. I'm not going to sit here and call you know this a must win or anything like that. It's just an opportunity for the Grizzlies to get back on track. I really hope that we can say after this weekend that the Grizzlies have played great basketball the past two weekends. I really do think that the Grizzlies just go back and look at the tape that they had against Portland and they play like that. They should find two easy victories against the Magic tonight and tomorrow night. Of course, we're going to follow it all with you. We will have um, a, um, a special edition of the Lockdown Grizzlies podcast on Sunday, obviously reviewing the game against the Magic. We'll also have a couple of special guests next week as well as we get more insight on the Grizzlies during their stretch run to the playoffs. Of course, you can find the show at Lockdown Grizz myself at Stats SAC, the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen, that's where we will be. Hopefully, the Grizzlies will get two needed wins this weekend. Hopefully, we'll be able to have some fun things to talk about from some new things being tried with Grayson Allen and Jaron Jackson Jr. being out, and hopefully at the end of the day, we'll be able to start next week off with the bang and having two more wins at 33-30 and 30 and looking to be in a really favorable spot for the playoff run. Until then, hope you have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.